The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com Hey folks, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week If the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out Head on over to BubbleGenius.com And pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll Featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator this item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now, only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Wrong. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. From the nation's capital, the McLaughlin Group, an unrehearsed, hastily assembled program presenting inside opinions and forecasts on major issues of the day. Issue number one, the commander-in-chief in Mexico. Bush wants a free trade agreement. What does President Salinas want? Pat Buchanan. John Salinas is playing up his recent economic success. And Wrong! On a scale of 1 to 14, 1 being lowest degree of likelihood, 14 being absolute metaphysical certitude, what are the chances of major continuing Thatcher's alliance with Bush vis-a-vis -vis the Iraqis? Eleanor Clift. I'd say about a 12. Pat Buchanan! Hold it, 14 is most night. Yes. I'd have to say about a 9. Jack Jamon! Lower, like 5. But it's Wrong! Hard to... Issue number 4. What number am I thinking of? Pat Buchanan! Jeez, uh, 82. Wrong! Uh, Eleanor Cliff! 40! Wrong! Morton Tyne! 212. Wrong! What is issue 14 going to be? Some say it will deal with an economic matter. Others believe it will involve Germany. Martini tiny tabletop. <laughs> no acid rain? Wrong! Eleanor, gee, I think you're Swellanor. I have. <laughs> I have Wrong! no idea. Wrong! You know quite well, you're just shy. Mondo, Jackalope, G Man, Mania, well, I'm not finished with your name, Germanicle. <laughs> Jacko Lantern, JG, Jummy, Jummy, Jimmy, Mayhem. You're insane, John. Wrong! <laughs> we could not talk or talk forever and still find things to not talk about. The Bob Seska Show. Wrong. from our nation's capital. How about that shit, huh? It is Tuesday, March 6, 2018, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob, and, uh, oh, hi. Hello. How are you? Hello, Bob. Hi. We are brought to you by the best soap in the world. It is Bubble Genius. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. Get free legal advice at thebowenlawgroup.com slash Bob and Chez or just click the link on the podcast page. We're like the stupid yeah. people. All right, without any further ado, let's bring him in. Buzz Burbank is here. Hi, Buzz. Howdy. Hi. Uh, I welcome back. I, I, we missed you. I missed you. We all missed you. I'm exhausted. I, I swear to God, <laughs> yeah. I, it feels like I've run a, a marathon, and I'm, I mean that in almost the literal sense. I feel I've, oh, yeah. I've, yeah. I've shit myself. I am... <laughs> I'm covered in sweat. I 
I don't know what day it is. I don't know where I am. So it's it's basically like running a marathon, right? Uh, You've made yourself sound very attractive. <laughs> yes, that's a what well, God. Oh my God, you have no, no idea. You know, it it is a lot of work. And I was yeah. talking to a friend of mine uh, about moving uh, not long ago, and we agreed that there is. Uh, regardless of your age or uh, to some degree your physical condition, mm-hmm. whenever you are faced with a physical challenge like moving, yeah. you somehow, and you're going to be putting up bookshelves and crap for <laughs> months. Already started. Uh, and, 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 but there's something you get, uh, there's some excitement associated with it, and you get a burst of energy mm-hmm. that allows you to do things that months afterward you will say to yourself how did i do that because i could i right. don't have the energy to do it now yeah uh but you do tend to rise to that occasion but anyway we hope you guys are getting settled in and i missed you we missed you welcome back well there were all kinds of things that happened not only to, to me personally in the in the journey of moving to the to right. washington dc and and certainly kimberly and i will have lots of stories on the after party <laughs> coming up on uh, on oh, friday uh, the the whole story of the move and all the crap that happened, including a, a trip to not one but two IKEA stores in the DC area, two in the same <laughs> of day, which is, of course, if you've ever been to IKEA, that is a Herculean effort, and I don't. If mind you've ever saying, been to, if you've ever been to DC, and you know yeah. what a task it is to get from one to the other, uh, <laughs> right. you know what a Herculean task that can be. Yep, yep. But I mean, all of that aside, uh, you know, mm-hmm. what a week to be away from the podcast and away from the daily banter, away from yeah. salon, away from everything, where except for social media. I couldn't put I couldn't put Twitter down. I couldn't put Facebook down. Good timing. That, yeah, I, I just Good had to, right. I just had to be a part of all of that, and I, I because there was no way to avoid it. I mean, the things I that know. happened last week. I know. I, I, how do we How do we implore our audiences to understand? That we are afraid to take vacations. We are <laughs> yeah. afraid to get sick. We are afraid to step away for even a moment because you see what happens here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob steps away for one week because he has to. He has to move. And and <laughs> things, as if things weren't busy enough, as if there weren't enough coming out of the fire hose, uh, this past week has been... jaw-dropping. I've got an entire list of everything that happened last week. Which is why we're going to need a three-hour show today. Yes. And and, and, and before we begin, uh, you know, I I, want to, since this is a week for making uh, bizarre uh, statements on media, I want (laughs) to join in and just say that I am the illegitimate uh, black child of Bill Clinton. I just want (laughs) to... I there's been some talk, yeah. and I just want to say <laughs> that's that was you. I'm I am that illegitimate black child, and and I'm kind of proud of it now. That's right. Maury Povich has done the uh, paternity test and determined that Buzz Burbank is the illegitimate black child of Bill Clinton. Thank you. Well, very and much. as you will hear, I'm making reference to what we heard again yesterday from uh, Sam Nunberg, Sam or Nunberg. Sam, Sam Numnuts, or whatever you yeah. want to call him. Uh, and and I'm sure that's one of the things. I'm sure that's one of the major things on your list. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that that's an actual topic of conversation today, Sam uh-huh. Nunberg. And and by the yeah. way, I just want to clarify because I'm rusty at this after being away for a week and a half. Uh-huh. I am not drinking on the show today. It may sound like that, but <laughs> I I'm not. Thought I smelled it, but <laughs> God damn it, God damn it! What a week of news. Let's. You know what? I'm just going to run through the entire list of everything okay, yeah, that yeah, we yeah. missed last week. So do that. 
So let's uh, let's start out this one. Let's bring up some uh, some music here. How about oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah, that's nice. Uh, so, some review music. Let's review the uh, <laughs> weekend Trump news. <laughs> oh my God! Phenomenal. All right. So it starts out. Hope Hicks has uh-huh. resigned. All right. So Hope Hicks is out. That means here are all the uh, communications directors that have uh, come and gone in the White House. Uh, Jason Miller, spicy. Uh-huh. Then uh, Michael Dubke, who no one knows about. Uh, then Spicy again, then Scaramucci, then Hope Hicks, and now whoever replaces Hope Hicks. That is more communications directors than Obama or Bush had in their entire eight years. So, Then the deputy communications director also resigned. Then Trump said he'd like to get the, uh, get the guns and then have due process later, which freaked out all the Republicans. Right. And the NRA. But the NRA stepped in and said it convinced Trump to back down off of that. So that was something else that happened. Uh, Trump proposed a trade war with tariffs on steel and aluminum, which we, pissed we off everybody. <laughs> yeah. Sure. We can win that. Those are good. Yeah. P- pissed, off, <laughs> pissed off everybody around the world, including uh-huh. the Republican Party and Paul Ryan. Yeah. Uh, the Dow lost 420 points after Trump's tariff threat. Carl whoops. Icahn, yeah, whoops, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Carl Icahn sold $31 million in steel stocks days before Trump's tariff announcement. Hmm. Uh-huh. I mean, that alone, Buzz, that alone would be the biggest news story of the month. That's a year's worth of news with a normal scandalous president. Right, right. So uh, then the FBI is investigating Ivanka's role in the financing of the, uh, of the Trump Hotel and Tower in Vancouver. Jared uh-huh. Kushner sold access to and administration posts in exchange for half a billion dollars in loans from both he Apollo. He needed the money, okay? Yeah, yeah, oh my God. Then Jared, Jared appealed to Cutter for financial assistance linked to, linked to his disastrous 66 at Fifth Avenue building. Uh-huh. M- Mueller is investigating Kushner's patronage. Jared, uh, Kushner lost his security clearance. Four nations discussed manipulating Jared Kushner. H.R. McMaster might be on his way out. Gary Cohn might be on his way out. Oh my God. Music. <laughs> yeah, let's start that again. Uh, Republicans from the House Intelligence Committee might have leaked Mark Warner's text messages. Putin rolled out nukes that can evade missile defense systems, allegedly. We don't we don't know that for sure because they were only cartoons. <sighs> Mueller is investigating Trump's attempt to fire Jeff Sessions. Mueller is investigating what Trump knew about the DNC email leak and hacks. Uh, Trump apparently stole my joke, by the way, calling Jeff Sessions Mr. Magoo, which I I thought was very much a no Magoo, no Magoo, you're the Magoo kind of uh, event. (laughs) It was. That's exactly what it was. And John Kelly said his job was punishment from God. Uh, ben Carson's Housing and Urban Development spent $165,000 on lounge furniture and $31,000 on a dining room set for Ben Carson's office. And, of course, the, the lounge furniture was so he could put everybody well, to sleep you know, around him so they, they would have some place to go. Like, like, like he's not uh, asleep aid in, on his own. Uh, by the way, I just want to, you know, Kelly, Kelly is right. It is yeah. a punishment from God. He just to answer his question. And uh, as for Carson, he did send back the dining room set. <laughs> okay, so, so uh, to his credit, Ben Carson yes, returned the dining room yeah, set. Okay, yeah. good guy. All right, yeah, definitely good guy. He doesn't doesn't need any place to eat. I guess he could just have uh, folding chairs and <laughs> regular tables like regular people. So uh, Bill Gates, or it's Rick Gates. Rick Gates oh, Rick Gates, Gates yes. One yeah. of the many Gateses. Uh, he's fully cooperating with Mueller in exchange for drop charges. Brad Parscale. Uh-huh. Who to me seems like a like he'd be a real link in the whole uh, Trump Russia scandal because right. he ran he ran Trump's digital operation. 
Uh, he's going to run Trump's 2020 campaign. We heard that last week. Russians right. compromised election systems in seven states before the 2016 election. Alex yeah, Jones' videos yeah. were removed by YouTube. InfoWars goons whined and threatened civil war over mm. that, taking up arms because of, you know, YouTube. Iowa passed gun permits for the blind. Trump's Panama Hotel f- d- devolved in some sort of fracas and where they eventually had to take Trump's name off of the hotel. Trump attacked someone named Alex Baldwin. I don't know who that is. And he, mis- <laughs> and he misspelled dying and then deleted the tweet, thus violating the Presidential Records Act. But who's counting? Right. Uh, then Trump endorsed uh, capital executions for drug dealers, uh, mimicking uh, uh, Rodrigo Duterte's policy Duterte. in the Philippines. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, uh, well, this isn't Trump news, but Kevin Smith had the same kind of heart attack as David Ferguson. So that's all. That's all everything that happened on. Uh, on well, uh, I hope David, are we and I, I, I presume David is recovering as well as Kevin Smith uh, yes. seems to be from, from such a major uh, Widowmaker heart attack, as they call them. Yeah, and you know, I got to f- thank one of our listeners. Jason Blake started a GoFundMe for David right. Ferguson's medical bills. They are now up to... $4,200 in uh, in donations for that. That's so I want to thank, yeah, absolutely. Everybody who donated to that, and especially Jason Blake for starting the whole thing, I'm sure, and I've heard from uh, from David uh, over this past week from T-Rex, and he said, that, boy, is he grateful for all of this, and this is really helping out, and he's going to give away uh, uh, Compromat T-shirts for everyone who uh, donated <laughs> oh, to the GoFundMe. Nice. How nice. Everyone should have one of those. Yeah. I, you know, you, you would have run out of music even if you had just stuck <laughs> To Trump Russia stuff, uh, no, uh, and and there's something a very, to me one of the most earth shaking revelations of the week that wasn't on your list, and that was, th- th- wait, what? There was a second steel memo. Oh there yeah, was, yeah, okay, there, and yeah. oh, does it have a lot to say? Right, right. So there's the second second steel memo that was basically right. like a one. It was a one source deal. It was shorter than, and if you look through the dossier, or if you listen to the dossier and download uh-huh. it from uh, from our <laughs> Bandcamp page or at Patreon, uh, you'd know that the dossier is actually a collection of individual memos, memos sent back right. to Fusion GPS. And so this would have been this would have constituted maybe one part of or the equivalent of one part of the dossier. So being about one page, it says that uh, that apparently Russia or a a top Russian official heard that the, the Russian government was rejoicing over the fact that that Mitt Romney was rejected and Rex Tillerson was nominated to be secretary of state indicating and the overall takeaway of this is that that the Kremlin had veto power on Mitt Romney and then requested uh, Rex Tillerson. Am I getting this story right? I mean, this is absolutely Uh, after the election was over. uh, Steele added an additional memo, an addendum to uh, what has become known as the Steele dossier. This second memo was never made public, but as you indicated, it came from a Russian source that indicated that the Kremlin had desired and later celebrated Mm. uh, Trump's selection. Trump's first choice for Secretary of State was Mitt Romney, and uh, we might be better off if that had happened. Yeah. Uh, But as the memo outlines, uh, and, and there's a quote to this effect, 
that uh, the Kremlin uh, preferred somebody who was uh, more inclined to go easy on the Ukraine sanctions. Yeah. And since uh, Romney had been tough on Russia in the 2012 campaign and Tillerson had been awarded the medal, had the Medal of, of Friendship pinned on him by Vladimir Putin for uh, scoring that Exxon uh, and Russian oil company deal, uh, a major deal that was then later blocked by the sanctions that Putin also didn't like. This all played into, this was everything Putin wanted. He got rid of the State Department, uh, which Trump and Tillerson have decimated since their arrival. Mm -hmm. He got rid of Hillary Clinton, who was in the State Department when it accused him <laughs> of cheating in his uh, 2011 uh, re-election effort. Uh, it was successful, obviously. Uh, and uh, uh, it, it, it got rid of uh, both uh, the State Department and Hillary Clinton, and it gave him somebody who was going to go easy on the sanctions. And in fact, the Trump administration has not even enforced or put in place the sanctions it has been ordered to use by Congress. Right, right. It's, and yeah, and so we've got this adjoining story indicating that the State Department had $120 million in its budget for combating mm -hmm. foreign mm -hmm. interference in the U.S. elections, including interference from Russia, obviously. Right. And the State Department under Rex Tillerson, who is, as, as you know, if you believe this Jane Mayer piece, which this mm -hmm. New Yorker piece is just un-effing believable. You read right. this cover to cover. You got to read this from start to finish. This is if you read nothing else this week, read that New Yorker piece. And so what this does is this emphasizes the fact that the Kremlin obviously did try to install Rex Tillerson. This is the advantage of having a so, compromised Donald Trump. What do we what do we have here? On one hand, we have a president who is doing nothing, nothing right. to stop the Russian interference that continues today. It has already begun. The uh, primary season begins today, which is another monumental thing about today's show. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, primaries have begun. There are some interesting races underway in Texas. Uh, th this is this is a, a an interesting time for all of this to happen. Yeah, yeah, and it's God. This is so. Why? Bad. Why is he this still is, president? If, yeah, you, if, yeah, you exactly. if you have a guy, if you have a guy who isn't uh, doing anything to stop the Russian interference, and there's evidence that Russia chose his Secretary of State uh, to be favorable to Russia, well, you've got uh, this is this is treason. It absolutely is treason. Why and is this guy still president? And I'm so glad you you mentioned that because I was walking around the house yesterday just screaming, how is he possibly still president? How is this actually continuing? Because we know without a doubt, and then you add into the whole mix, you add into this ridiculous, awful cocktail of treason and conspiracy and corruption and money laundering and all oh, of yeah, it, yeah. and you throw into the mix this guy, Sam Nunberg, who originally ran the <laughs> Trump campaign along with... Uh, uh, who else? Roger Stone was in the mix. This is, I think, pre-Corey Lewandowski. And uh, and this guy, Sam Nunberg, gets all liquored up and ends up doing basically a cable news tour yesterday. Let's you and I do that one day. We'll get I, liquored up and tour the, the cable news show. I am totally on board for that. You know what? And and what makes it even better is uh, we're not under subpoena. So right. <laughs> we can really right. celebrate. Yeah. But this guy is a phenomenal 
idiot. I, I just, I couldn't believe what I was seeing as or, this guy. Or, yeah, I mean, I, he's, sometimes you can be both. I, in some ways, yeah. he might be a genius idiot because there's a, <laughs> a, there's a, there's a Jekyll and Hyde thing going on inside of him. Yeah. Uh, on one hand, he's a buddy of a dirty trickster Roger Stone and thinks the Mueller investigation <laughs> is a witch hunt. And on the other hand, and, and he hates Donald Trump and Donald Trump hates him. So those all seem like good things. He's even said the the Mueller investigators are, are real pros and doing a good job, I guess, at their witch hunt. He has said that he believes Carter Page is yeah. guilty of colluding with the Russians, uh, but not Donald Trump for whatever reason, even though there's no love lost between them. This is there's something else going on here. And at the end of this madness that that we're talking about here. Uh, you know, it's just you—you uh, you have a guy. You—you've gotten a, a glimpse at at this unusual character, but also he's spilled a lot of beans in the process of his yeah. his madness yesterday. Well, here's my here's a theory. This is just something I'm going to throw out there. I've got no evidence to base this upon, but this is what it sort of looks like. And it's, and again, it's really easy to predict what these guys are all about and what they do. And this has to do with Roger Stone. And I think mm-hmm. Roger Stone is a real centerpiece to all of this. And we haven't uh-huh. really heard his name come up in the context of the special counsel investigation. But he, <laughs> and that's but, that usually that says something in itself, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I think that Roger Stone is a guy who is uh who's accumulated a lot of compromising information on a lot of different people. He uh-huh. is he is so well connected to the whole WikiLeaks crowd. He's connected to Russia. He's just well, got he, Al Franken. Yeah. yeah, he's one of these operatives one of these professional political operatives who may have dirt on a lot of people. And that may be where Trump, and this is where my theory comes in, this may be where Trump is getting his compromising information about uh, various members of Congress, Republican members sure. of Congress, and, the, and certainly he's using that to his advantage. And Makes then sense. also, maybe even Sam Nunberg. Maybe this is why Sam Nunberg, beyond just, oh, he's my, he's like a dad to me, what he was saying on cable news yesterday. Maybe beyond that, Roger Stone has dirt on Sam Nunberg. So if that is Sam Nunberg betrays sure, Roger sense. Stone... I mean, I think Roger Stone is a much bigger player in this than even we've been talking about for the past uh, couple of years. I think Roger Stone is really, his talons are deeply sunk into this entire thing. And I think we're going to hear over the coming weeks more and more about Roger Stone. Well, I think, you know, I, I believe in the system uh, and and uh, to answer our own question about why this guy is still president, yeah. I, I, you know, I, every minute is too long. And yet uh, <laughs> Mueller is, gosh, doesn't it seem like he's almost there? Yeah. Uh, you really get the, the sense he's right at Trump's door, uh, at, at all of Trump's doors. Yep. Uh, and it's down to Trump himself just about at this point. Uh, it, it's it, this has been fascinating to watch as he closes in. I just don't think it'll be that much longer. It will continue to seem as an eternity, but I, I really don't think that, especially in the overall timeline of things, uh, that I, I don't think it's very, very far away at all. So, what is your take, Buzz? Was Nunberg going through the motions? Was he doing some dog and pony show yesterday, or was this really him having a, a meltdown on national mm, television? The, the, I think it's the latter. Yeah. I, I, you know, uh, I, he may be manipulated by someone, Roger Stone, yeah. or or 
he, I think he just freaked out. I think, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't he wasn't expecting to be included in that subpoena. It was, a, and we had, we didn't mention this. Robert Mueller this week showed, and I'm, I'm reciting my newscast now in a way, but Robert Mueller showed us this week he's not afraid to subpoena the president of the United States. He did so this week. Uh, president Trump and oh, I hate saying that, and nine <laughs> other people, nine other people were uh, it, were subpoenaed. For documents, uh, right. emails, uh, all kinds of communication in yeah. all forms uh, between uh, from a list of what about eight people, I guess. Yeah, and and, and the 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 uh, the usual suspects, I guess we'll call them. And uh, <laughs> you know, so he, I think he was just flipped out uh, and and freaked out. And and it's funny because he he starts out the day and maintains most of the day defiant that he is not. Mm -hmm going to cooperate with this order by the end of the day he's asked if he's been drinking and and he says and, and like a defeated man after uh cable host after cable host has asked him you you realize you're risking going to jail uh, no. by taking this stand so finally at the end of the day he goes uh, maybe i'll give him my email password <laughs> yeah i mean someone got to him and said you yeah. know what you're a fucking idiot what the hell are you talking what are you doing yeah. i think he heard from a lot of people and, yeah. and it was one cable host after another after another mm. after another asking him that same question do you realize what you're risking here and i'm sure that in between you know in the car over from one yeah. studio to another <laughs> as he hopped from the washington post to nbc <laughs> to to, to, to the I don't know if he did he ever make it to Bloomberg where he said he was going to tear up the uh, the subpoena. Uh, in the end, after all of that, after being asked by host after host uh, and probably talking to other people in the car uh, from place to place, he, he finally began to buckle by the end of the day and yeah. said, eh, "Maybe I'll just give him my email password." <laughs> yeah, clearly he, he doesn't want to. He clearly doesn't want to do the work. He goes, "Why right. should I have to spend eighty hours?" So he's complaining more about having to gather up the documents <laughs> and doing any testifying than he is about. Uh, you know, turning over the stuff. As long as he doesn't have to do any work, maybe he'll just give us the password. Yeah, by the way, that's one of the many reasons why we knew he was full of shit. Because if he's saying that it's going to take 80 hours, he was saying two, uh -huh. basically two full work weeks to compile emails to all of these people, Roger Stone, Steve but Bannon. That's what we do. I mean, haven't you said before, I have a million things to do today. Oh, and yeah. You, don't, right. you didn't have a million things to that's do. True. But it felt like a million to you and you were overwhelmed and that's how you expressed yourself. And I think that this guy... And I'm not saying he's not nuts because uh, who am I to judge? Yeah. Uh, he, he, he might be, he might not be. Uh -huh. uh, but but I, I just think he was flipping out. And I think it was that feeling of being overwhelmed yeah. that said, I'm not going to do it. It's too much work. I'm not going to do it. Well, I just kept thinking pre-dawn raid. This guy needs a pre-dawn raid. Otherwise, he's going to start destroying emails. He's going to go through this process. He's going to start deleting emails, especially emails that he got from Roger Stone. Yeah. And, and one of the we don't know what he did. We don't know what he did when he got home last night. Maybe he had some yeah. coffee. You know, and thought about it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, all I got to do to look at emails, say I want to look at all of my emails that you've sent me. All I got to do is go to my inbox, right. press the, uh, you know, list by right. last name button that's at the top. Right. And and right. so everything starts listing in alphabetical order. And then I just copy and paste all of the damn emails that have your name on it right in a mm -hmm. row. And that's it. Don't that's you, all the work you ever do that by. Don't you ever do that, by the way. <laughs> That's right. I've got a subpoena buzz. Uh, and, and so this is Sam Nunberg just, I think, just crapping himself, knowing that he's got probably dozens and dozens of emails from people like Roger Stone, especially yeah. that is That's that it. are deeply, deeply incriminating. He I, doesn't care. He doesn't care about any. I don't think he cares. Nunberg, numbnuts. I don't think he cares about anybody <laughs> he left behind yeah. at the Trump campaign, except for his mentor, 
Roger Stone. Right. And he, he's, he expressed angrily yesterday, they want me to testify against Roger and I'm not going to do it. Uh, you know, and, and that's where he draws the line. He doesn't really care. I get the impression Nunberg doesn't care what happens to everybody else so long as, as he and uh, Roger Stone come out of this clean. I, and as you said earlier, there's no way Roger Stone is going to come out of this clean. No way. And in fact, here's the, uh, here's the news item that led to Sam Nunberg's meltdown yesterday. So the, the, the Robert Mueller, the Office of the Special Counsel, are asking for emails, texts, working papers, telephone records, and more from November 1st, 2015 to present day, including uh, Carter from Carter Page, Corey Lewandowski. These are all people whose emails are under subpoena. Carter Page, Corey Lewandowski, Hope Hicks, Paul Manafort, Rick Gates, Roger Stone, Steve Bannon, Keith Schiller, who's, uh, remember, Trump's uh, special security Body, guard. Former, yeah. former bodyguard, later became a key uh, advisor at the White House. The guy's very... Well, coordinator. Very, very entertaining guy on both Breaking yeah. Bad and Better Call Saul as, uh, <laughs> as Mike Ehrman Droud. That's Keith Schiller. Uh, Michael Cohen, says who? Says who? Uh, Sam Nunberg, and uh, I think that's it. I think that's the uh, the extent of the list here, although and there it might demands, be more. And it, it demands all the documents you said, and I was amused yeah. to hear that among the forms of communication... Anything on magnetic tape. <laughs> That's magnetic it, It's in there. Tape. Magnetic, the phrase magnetic tape oh appears in, in, in the subpoena. And uh, that just uh, made me smile a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it made me think of the old little Mission Impossible uh, tape recorder with the three-inch reels of, yes. of tape on it. You know. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, but who's got anything on magnetic tape anymore? Do you think, like, <laughs> exactly. Paul Manafort's got a bunch of old cassettes that he listens to in his Cadillac or something like that? Uh, you know. just run down to Radio Shack and, oh, wait, Radio Shack. <laughs> Shaq isn't around anymore. That's right. I think yeah. some of these guys may still own stock in Maxell and Memorex, for that matter. <laughs> I don't know if they're still making shit, but there it is. So that's, I mean, that's just the one thing. And then, and then this guy goes around all over cable news screaming that he's not going to s- submit to the subpoena, obviously knowing that he's going to be arrested if he doesn't. And now, as you said, Buzz, that by the end of the day, by the time Rachel Maddow went to air last night, it was time, you know, he had changed his mind and said, all right, I'm going to. I think I'm going to comply with this. Maybe that would be a good idea, huh? Yeah, yeah. He just said, yeah, maybe I'll give him my email password. You know? But in the monks... He, he was a defeated man by the end of the day. But, but I mean, involved in all of this was the fact that uh, not only did uh, did Nunberg criticize Trump and, and, and accuse Trump of treating him, both him and Roger Stone, very, very badly. He also said oh, yeah. that, that uh, Trump may have uh, done something illegal during the campaign, may have uh-huh. done something illegal after he fired uh-huh. James Comey. He also said right. that. Then he got into it with uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, <laughs> uh, first saying that if Sarah Huckabee wanted to start wants to start debasing me, she's a joke. Okay, fine, yeah, she's unattractive. She's a fat Ooh. slob. Fine, but that's not relevant. The person she works for, <laughs> <laughs> the person she just thought for, I'd throw it in. Yeah, not relevant, <laughs> but she's a fat slob. Uh, and the person she works for has a thirty percent approval rating. Oh. Okay, he says, and then Sarah yeah. Huckabee said, he called, "Yeah, he called Trump an idiot." Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then uh, let's see. Following uh, the New York One appearance, Nunberg went back to MSNBC, talked to uh-huh. Ari Melber, and said, "Sarah should shut up. Frankly, she should shut her mouth." <laughs> Melbert tried to move on. Nunberg underscored his position. I'm warning her to shut her mouth. Now, this- was that after? Was that after lunch? Maybe. Uh, I'm thinking. 
<laughs> Maybe. So he's got a, like a three martini lunch or something like that, and then goes over to Maybe. visit with Maybe. Ari Melber. Because then he went wild on, on Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and so, and my question was, why did he choose CNN and, and two different programs on MSNBC? I'm really curious about his choice of media outlets. I wonder if either he does, he didn't want to go to Fox News because they're such a pro-Trump organization, or if he thought, well, okay, if I go to Fox News, or, or maybe it was that Fox News just refused to have him on. I mean, that's also a possibility, but it just seemed weird that he just kind of camped out uh, at 30 Rock and just spent the entire day there. Or was it, I don't know if he was in D.C. or in New York, but regardless, he was on MSNBC for like half the day, and then he I, was... I believe, I believe he was in, in D.C., and I'm not... I okay. guess Fox must have a studio in D.C. I, I even wonder, Bob, if uh, geography had something to do with this. He, we know that he uh, visited the Washington Post. Yeah. We know he was at 30 Rock to be on NBC <laughs> twice. Uh, he was supposed to appear on Bloomberg. That's where he said he was going to tear up the uh, steel, uh, excuse me, the uh, Mueller subpoena. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I, I wonder, having navigated Manhattan a little myself, I'm wondering about the geography of this and maybe if there was some convenience factor in in the specific media outlets he chose yeah yeah it, it could very well be i mean it's because no some idea, of those places but... are yeah some of those places are pretty close together over in northwest and then uh i think uh well yeah I, again i have no idea i have no idea where he was but suffice to say he did end up in a lot of usually you would imagine them to be unfriendly places for people like sam nunberg but he went there anyway which yeah i guess yeah. i i guess that's to be admired i'm not sure but i you know, <laughs> well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean about this guy. He's there's he's uh, Jekyll and Hyde. You know, on one hand, he says this is all a, a, a witch hunt. Yeah. And on the other hand, he has an awful lot to say. Obviously, here's my takeaway. If Mueller's interested in him, I'm interested in him. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And I think I think we're right on the verge of something big happening. And uh -huh, by the way, uh -huh, quite uh -huh. revealing that Trump didn't say a goddamn thing about Sam Nunberg on Twitter. Not yet, right. not at and, all. And, and didn't tweet again about Alex Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Alex Baldwin dying, or however the hell <laughs> dying. spelled that. Dying. It was D-I-E-I-N-G. That was his right. botch. You know, it could have been Dan Scavino. You know, Dan Scavino is the other guy who uh, who tweets as Donald Trump. Oh, by the way. Oh, my God. Breaking news. All right. Hold on. What? Now we got to turn off. We got to turn stop off this music. The, stop, stop, the, the music. Stop, the, stop the music. Okay. Office of the Special Counsel is reporting that uh, Kellyanne Conway violated the Hatch Act. Oh. They announced uh, today that White House aide Kellyanne Conway violated the Hatch Act on two occasions by, quote, advocating for and against candidates in last year's Alabama Senate special election. In a new report, the OSC special counsel Henry Kerner pointed to Conway's TV interviews conducted in her quote-unquote official capacity in November and December of last year. The agency said uh -huh. Conway, quote, impermissibly mixed official government business with political views about candidates in the Alabama special election. One of the two interviews was on CNN Newsday. The second was on Fox News, Fox and Friends. In a letter to President Donald Trump, Kerner said he is referring her violations for the president's consideration of appropriate disciplinary action. You think... You think Trump's going to do anything about that? I don't think so. So maybe See, that's. I, I'm. I'm now. I'm angry at whoever's responsible for pursuing this because yeah. 
we have enough scandals on our plate already. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> thanks a lot. Need, we didn't need this, too. You're just screwing us all up. Damn you, Office of Special Counsel. <laughs> all right. So, you know, now that I'm back in the uh, in the uh, nation's capital in the Washington, D.C. area, I, I got I to gotta get on the list to see a bunch of concerts. I mean, I was far away from any convenient concert venue uh, when I was living in Northern California, but now... I've got access to everything from the Kennedy Center. You know, the, the Lord only knows what they're calling the Capitol Center now. I don't even know what that's called anymore. <laughs> but they always used to have concerts there, you know, in the 80s at the Capitol yeah. Center in Largo, Maryland. But, uh, but suffice to say, when I buy concert tickets, I'm buying them through SeatGeek. S-E-A-T-G-E-E-K. SeatGeek. Buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated and confusing. And as you know, I'm easily confused. But there's a better way to buy with SeatGeek. It's the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every type of live event. Whether you're searching for a last-minute deal, planning a night out, or you need to find the perfect gift, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets, especially the Fleetwood Mac tickets that I'm just about to buy. Excellent, I, excellent. Now, let's make sure we got this straight. SeatGeek is, is that S-E-A-T-G-E-E-K? Is that what you're saying? Yes, SeatGeek. Okay. S-E-A-T-G-E-E-K. SeatGeek. Seat got it. SeatGeek. It'll save you time and money while it does the searching on dozens of ticket sites, comparing prices and finding amazing deals. And SeatGeek grades every ticket to get you the best bang for your buck, suited for your budget. And uh, make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, sports, concerts, comedy, and theater. And best of all, my listeners get 20 bucks off their first purchase from SeatGeek. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code BOBC right now. Do it right now. That's promo code BOBC for $20 off your first purchase from SeatGeek. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, I'm going to keep saying this uh, for a while now, so get used to it. From our nation's capital, <laughs> we're back. There's something kind of cool, Buzz, about doing a there podcast is, there, from D.C., huh? There is, but I think I have something a little cooler than that, if I if if I may. Yeah, let's And it's it. something that I used to use, but you can use it now. Okay. When I was in the D.C. area, I always proudly said, from just outside the nation's capital. <laughs> That's even better. And <laughs> don't you think? Because that way, you're not... You're not in the swamp, but you're close enough to see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And I, you, who knows? No one wants to be. All right. You know what? I could uh, I could do the G. Gordon Liddy thing and say broadcasting from outside the eight lane death strip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't go that. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but but I. I, I always thought there was a certain amount of cool. You can do what you want, of course, but I always thought there was a certain amount of cool about saying from just outside the nation's just capital. outside the nation's capital. I may have to actually use that uh, because I think there's well, it's yours. It's yours if you want it. These days, the uh, actual District of Columbia is lacking the prestige it used to have. But uh, yeah. one year ago, one year and a month ago, it used to have a lot mm. more prestige. Yeah, and I, I move here when Trump is president. So like, oh God, all right, fine, <laughs> fine, fine. Well, it's. Uh, 
between you and I and everybody else, uh, we'll fix this. Right. Okay. So, but what's yeah, Mueller is obviously very, very close at this point. Right. And so we have this other story that was so fascinating to watch. If you if you missed it last night, Rachel did a great segment about all of this, and this is this. Belarusian escort who claims to have more than 16 hours of audio recordings that prove Russia meddled in the U.S. election. I'm not even video and video. And to me, Bob, before you continue to me, this is the other big story of the week. This this is and this is just as nutty as the one we were just talking about with Nunberg. Uh, They both seem incredible. But ask yourself that the Steele dossier at one time seemed incredible. The the very idea of Russian collusion with a U.S. presidential campaign seemed unbelievable. Uh, The unbelievable has become far more believable. So please proceed with this story uh, and, and everybody be ready to suspend disbelief i guess well and get ready for me to try to pronounce her name so here i go <laughs> three uh-huh. two one anastasia vakushevich i think that's how you do it I, you know i'm just gonna go by anastasia or i'll just go with belarusian I mean, escort how about yeah I-, I mostly went by anastasia but let me yeah. see i think i have this uh vash yeah uh, <laughs> all right you go ahead i'm gonna work on it v- vashukovich i th- you know vashukovich vashukovich yeah. gazuntites yeah i had to do yeah. that joke i know that's <laughs> <enough>. right <laughs> but sh- yeah i believe that's correct vashukovich no vashukovich yeah vashukovich vashukovich i'm sure that uh-huh. even that is wrong but at least it gets you to the end of the name <laughs> right <laughs> and that's right. what's really important <laughs> so not only does she claim to have evidence of russia uh, collusion with the Trump campaign. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, to add further validity to what she's saying, mm-hmm. b- good Lord, there are photos of her with Oleg Deripaska, who is yes. the... Who is this oligarch who's linked to Paul Manafort, who's linked to he's Rick Gates. Boss. Yeah, right. former boss. He's the aluminum king of Russia. He's mm-hmm. he's like this. He's very close with Vladimir Putin. He, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's worth billions and billions of dollars. Uh, uh, Paul Manafort owes him, bil- uh, not billions of dollars, something like 11, I want to say it was $11 million that Manafort owes him. And then he was working with, Manafort was going through this intermediary in Ukraine named uh, Konstantin Kalimnik who they were exchanging emails about about making them whole which is trying to figure out they were, in fact Manafort offered Oleg Deripaska access to Trump in exchange for forgiveness of the loans of the money the millions of dollars that Manafort owes Deripaska allegedly yeah so now well, we've got photographs of Anastasia Vashukovich Vashukovich uh, trying he, to or, or with uh, 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 Oleg Deripaska on a sailboat they're like they're sailing and it, so that proves that she knows Deripaska yeah and and she was arrested in Thailand where she mm. was uh, holding a sex seminar without a permit oh my god and uh, that's what she was arrested for there is a fairly wide belief that actually Vladimir Putin and Russia were yeah. behind her arrest uh, and she says, uh, the quote from her, I am the only witness and the missing link in the connection between Russia and the U.S. elections. The long chain, she says, of Oleg Deripaska, Manafort, and Trump. Wow. Wow. Th- this, is, this is huge. And she says if somebody will get her out of that jail and grant her political asylum, she will tell all she knows and share 
the audio you referenced along with video she says she has as well. Yeah. Well, the first thing is uh, she made a rookie mistake. Whenever I have a sex seminar in Thailand, I always get a permit. So I'm just passing well, sure, that Sure, because <laughs> mama raised you right. <laughs> and then the other thing is that uh, I, my first thought in all of this was, hmm, tread lightly. We need to tread lightly on this one. And I'll tell you mm-hmm. why. And and this yeah. is, I, I, I have no reason to doubt her, but I do have every reason to doubt people like Oleg Deripaska and the people who are even further above him, like Vladimir Putin and Medvedev and, and the entire Kremlin. I, my concern was that this that this is a disinformation campaign, that this is more Russian diesel. Like, they're trying to do this thing. Remember, they someone tried to scam Rachel Maddow by sending yes. her doctored uh, information? Yeah. This could be, and, I, I, you know, again, I, maybe I'm the only one mentioning this, but I'm extraordinarily cautious. I think um, so, Bob. I think you, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm, I'm kidding. But well, no, it's possible. I, I, here's, that- here's, uh, here's, what, here's what I think. I think that... Uh, she had worked for Deripaska uh, for a while. Had staged stunts for him. Uh, marched nude in front of with others, uh, other sex workers in front of the American embassy in Moscow yeah. uh, to protest some damn thing. I don't remember now. <laughs> uh, but so she's worked with him, and and they actually had an affair. She was with o- Oleg Deripaska for a while, uh, but that's all obviously gone south. And now she knows, as she sits in that Thai jail, she knows <laughs> that. Both Deripaska and Putin are behind her jailing. She Mm -hmm. believes she is the reason. Because, you know, normally you really don't need a permit to hold a sex seminar in Thailand. If you've ever heard the song One Night in Bangkok, (laughs) uh, (laughs) you would know that. Uh, But but, uh, so she knows that they're behind her incarceration. And uh, so she's not happy. And I think she's ready to spill the beans on him. That's what I think actually gives her some credibility. I know what you're saying. And I know about uh, these uh, false flags that have been sent up before. Uh, uh, but I, I, I don't think so in this case, which is why I think this is the second biggest story of the week yeah. behind the, the Nunberg meltdown. Well, the question is... Whether or not she's even going to survive, whether or not she's suddenly going to, you know, whatever they feed her in a Thai jail, uh, whether or not it's going to be laced with polonium, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is Putin's M.O. Uh, and you know what? Regardless oh. of what your theory is behind what her motivations are, whether this is Russian propaganda or whether this is uh, this is something that uh, is genuine, like she actually has the evidence showing a, showing a conspiracy here. The long um, chain, she says, of Oleg Deripaska, Manafort, and Trump. Yeah. That sounds pretty targeted to me. Well, uh, one that's way or not, another, it's possible. That's, that's not as vague as other promises and offers we've heard. Yeah, and you know what? She could end up dead. I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. And by the way, speaking of, of death, and, and to illustrate your point, that was something else uh, that was revealed in uh, Mayer's report in The New Yorker. Uh, Jane Mayer's incredible report is that Mueller is now investigating a second death in connection with the release of the Steele dossier. Yeah. We had heard before in testimony from uh, Glenn Simpson from Fusion GPS yep. uh, told Congress that at least they wanted to be very careful to protect sources because at least one person had already been killed. And now uh, th- there has been apparently, obviously, a second death 
that Mueller is investigating. Was it an American? We don't know. No. Was it somebody in the we, – we just don't know. The first guy was a former Soviet agent who was found uh, mysteriously dead in his car. Yeah, and the second yeah. guy is an assistant – or maybe this is the same guy – an assistant to Igor Sechin who runs Rosneft, which is the Russian wow. state oil company that has links to not only Jared Kushner – not only Donald Trump, but also Rex Tillerson. Didn't Rex Absolutely. Tillerson and Exxon do a deal there? Exactly. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier that, that yeah. they, they, the Russia chose, uh, instead of Mitt Romney, who had criticized them and spoken harshly of Russia, uh, they preferred Rex Tillerson, who uh, they had given uh, this friendship medal to. But Putin pinned it on Tillerson himself uh, for scoring this uh, major <laughs> oil deal between ExxonMobil and uh, and uh, Rosneft, the uh, Russian oil company. Yeah. Uh, and and then of course all that got squashed by the uh, Obama sanctions uh, about the Ukraine invasion against Russia, uh, and and that that was brought to a halt. And so Russia's thinking, well. If anybody uh, will revive that deal, it would be Rex. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know what? Going back to the the assassination thing, going back to Anastasia uh -huh. for a second in this Thai jail. Sure, you know, sure. I I wonder if if Sam Nunberg is going to end up because this is a guy who seems to be very willing to start blabbing. He is a loose cannon, and I think uh -huh, uh -huh, if you uh -huh. if you look at the history of Vladimir Putin and the history of of Russia, even going back to the Soviet Union days, they don't like loose cannons like Sam Nunberg. <laughs> no, People they don't are, like the unpredictable, right? Exactly. So, and it would be very easy to whack out someone like Sam Nunberg, who is you know completely off the rails right now, drinking. Mm -hmm. uh, if you believe Aaron Burnett, drinking heavily because Ari Melber said that he didn't smell any alcohol on her breath, but right, but Aaron right. Burnett at CNN said that she certainly did, and yeah. so. It wouldn't be difficult to catch him uh, in one of these fits and then to, oh, oops, uh, Sam Nunberg was drunken and, dr drinking and driving and, and crashed into a telephone bowl. One, one person right. has an alone. The, the, stage, the stage has been set for that. I can yeah. sure see something like that happening. It's not just because I want to believe this Russian sex worker, uh, yeah. Anastasia. It, it's not that I just that I want to believe her. I do, of course. But I, I think she has been wronged and yes. uh, a woman scorned in this case. Uh, if she has anything, uh, look out. Look out, Russians. Look out, yep. Trump. Look out, Trump associates. Uh, they, it'll be interesting to see if anyone responds to her request for help in getting out of that jail and getting political asylum. She's not going to share anything until she is protected. Absolutely. So, okay, we're going to take one last break. If we come back, we're going to have some uh, schadenfreude about Mike Flynn <laughs> right after these <laughs> words. Ouch, my ass hurts. What? I said my ass hurts. Huh? Oh, geez, someone thought I was a chocolate bunny and took a huge bite out of my ass. And it hurts. I, I can barely hear ya. Someone took a bite out of my ears. Man, I know we look like chocolate, we smell like chocolate, but people can't eat us. We're soap. Want to fill your Easter basket with fabulous treats that aren't loaded with sugar? Check out all the Easter soap goodies from Bubble Genius, like our Here Comes Peter Chocolate Tail Soap, also available in pre-chomped 
My Ass Hurts gift baskets. What did she just say? Vegan and bunny friendly bath and body from bubblegenius.com. Bob Seska! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hey, welcome back to our Tuesday show from our nation's capital, or from outside, just outside our nation's capital. How about that? Got it right <laughs> I like it. Uh, by the way, just because we've moved to the nation's capital doesn't mean that... Uh, doesn't mean that we're not doing the Amazon link. If you want to go shopping, go right now to bobsuska.com and click the all caps Amazon link. It's just beneath the logo and it takes you right to the front page of amazon.com. You go shopping as usual, find anything you could possibly imagine at amazon.com and we get a small commission from some of the things that you purchase. Okay. Thank you for doing that. And, uh, and as I'm always, going to, I'm going to add a disclaimer uh, for you that I've added in my own show, because okay. I, I still use Amazon as well. And that is that there are uh, people now who have reasons for not wanting to do business with Amazon. Right. It happens. It, now, for most of us, it's it's unavoidable. Uh, some of us, as much as we might like to boycott Amazon for one thing or another, uh, the fact is most of the uh, most of us have many of us at least have come to rely on it yep. uh, as a source of supplies. If if you're going to use Amazon, that's great. We'd like you to do that, and and it does help support our shows when you go through the links on our pages. But if you have any objection, there are other ways to support these shows, including in Bob's case, the Patreon links. Yeah, absolutely. So I just I urge you that if you have any qualms about that, and I know some of you do, uh, please uh, show your support in another way. I've had a love hate relationship with Amazon. I love Amazon. Sure. Well, most of us have. <laughs> most I think. of us have. Yeah, and it's, you know, I loved Amazon until they kicked me off the associates program, and but now I right. love them again because we're back on. And just think about it that way that but Amazon. They don't support you. Yeah. You get you get a small commission, right. but they do not support you. They want to make that very, very clear. They do not, do not support the show, nor do they endorse <laughs> the show. Actually, that's real. I'm, right. I really should yes. be saying that. Yes. That, that yes. Amazon yes. is not a sponsor of the show. No, no, so no. So let's be no. perfectly clear about that. All right. That's is, right. Yeah. We got all that taken care of, but I think it was good that we had this conversation. <laughs> yes, thank you. Okay, so uh, Mike Flynn. It's, uh, uh-huh. We should have a little pity party for Mike Flynn. Flynn here. Aww. Aww. Mike Flynn is selling his house to pay for his mounting legal bills after pleading guilty last year to lying to the FBI. What uh, did he think was going to happen? Yeah, you good know? question. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, that's, but I think, Buzz, that's the MO of these guys. There's like a process. Yeah. It's the, right. it's the, the, the Trump grievance loop, as I was calling it on Twitter. <laughs> what happens is, number one, they get caught doing some sort of horrendous thing. Number two, mm-hmm. uh, they complain when the media reports on that horrendous thing. And number three, repeat, <laughs> start yeah. over again, because right. that's, that's what happens. They're, and, and Don Jr. in particular is uh, is is a firm believer in the grievance loop. This is something that he does quite often, and it's talking about how why oh why why are the you know why are the uh, the press why are the Democrats coming after us why are they being so mean to us? It's and it's because it's because they're doing crazy shit. They're doing illegal shit. They're selling out the nation in order to win an election and and to win future elections. They're conspiring with foreign powers, hostile foreign powers at that. 
Good God. And you, you know, this is just, this is, you know what a lot of this is? What I think all of this gets down to, and Mueller knows it, and this is why Mueller is following the money and following the business connections yeah. and crossing red lines, by the way, that Trump has essentially warned him not to cross. Right. Uh, it's all about, the, this is this is mobster stuff. This is about Muggsy and the gang. <laughs> this is about... This is about uh, you know crooked deals, crooked deals, crooked deals. It's it's Kushner, it's Trump, and it's all what it, it all gets down to crooked business. Right. Uh, and 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 so it's all it's good old fashioned corruption, but at a level we've never seen before. And in this case, uh, a, a connection that includes the Russian mob, right? Uh, that includes the Russian government, uh, which had an agenda and. By the way, look around you, kids. They've achieved most of what they've set out to do. Uh, Russia has uh, selected our president, our secretary of state. Uh, it has uh, sowed chaos and uh, dissent and uh, uh, division in the United States. It's made the a very divided country even more so, if that was possible, and yeah. apparently it was. Uh, this uh, Russia's efforts have gone beyond its wildest dreams, mm -hmm. and the president has not only done nothing, but it, it appears increasingly every day that uh, they are in cahoots with them. And I'm I'm glad you brought up the Russian mafia because I had this one theory yesterday, and this is before he finally recanted at the end of the day. But I thought. You know what? Maybe Nunberg is deliberately trying to be arrested in order to have protection from the FBI. Uh, <laughs> That's a thought that, that I buy. That's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, because it seems to me as if a guy who is uh, who is red hot, who might have information on where the bodies are buried, so to speak, would mm -hmm. be a prime target for the Russian mob. And in, in the best way to get protection from the Russian mob would be to be under protective custody oh, yeah. from the FBI uh, in some <laughs> in some form or fashion. Uh, I think. Uh, well, well, nobody will nobody Friday. I think Nunberg has to respond to that subpoena by Friday. The one that he said he wouldn't respond to. Yeah. And now he says maybe he will. Uh, you know, we'll know by Friday. That will reveal, that will answer a lot of the question you're posing here. Yeah, think Frank Pantangeli from uh, Godfather Part <laughs> 2. Uh, yeah. So back to Flynn. Flynn's brother, the, guy, the guy's house is worth $895,000. Hard to it's be. DC. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah uh, poor guy this is with not, his million-dollar house. It's a very nice house. It, uh, a million-dollar house is not that unusual in D.C. for those of you who don't yeah. live there. Yeah. Real estate's in demand. When I was selling my very, very modest middle class house yes. in Northern Virginia in the suburbs of Washington, D.C. I hadn't put it on the market. One day, a guy from the real estate company <laughs> that I had contracted secretly yeah. <laughs> uh, came, came and uh, pounded a stake in my yard. Uh, and the plan was by the end of the week, uh, they would hang a sign on it that would say, coming soon. While the the real estate guy was hammering an empty stake into my yard, I got a knock on the door. Someone said, "Are, are you selling?" Oh my god! That's how hot. <laughs> that's how hot the real estate market is in D.C. And location is everything. The closer closer you are to D.C., yeah. the the more expensive the real estate. So a million dollar house is a very nice house, no doubt about it. Yeah. Nicer than most Americans, or uh, certainly pricier than most Americans will ever uh, live in. But uh, in, it's kind of 
a C plus B minus on the on housing prices in DC. It's not it's not one of the higher prices, but yeah, because he <laughs> needs to pay his legal bills, he's got to sell his nearly million dollar house. So it's like a cardboard box, is what you're saying. It's like a, like an old no, refrigerator no, no, box no, going right under twenty five thousand. It's very very nice. It's very very <laughs> my house. I, you know, I, I mean, I'll, I'll just tell you. I've been to your the, house in the short. Very- well, thank you. In the, short, in the short time I was there, I bought the house for a one fifty, which in wow. a lot of the country is not a surprising amount. Yeah, I sold the house for four eighty. No, oh my God! At one point during the real estate bubble, it was worth five. Holy shit! So, so if you want to turn over some real estate, contact yeah, Mr. Buzz Burbank. Yeah, go, <laughs> yeah, talk yeah. to Buzz about how to make a three hundred thousand dollar profit on the sale of your house. Because because these days with Trump in the White House, who doesn't trust a real estate man? <laughs> <laughs> On that note, you know, uh, they, they reached uh, uh, Mike Flynn's brother, Joe, for comment about this uh, this housing sale. And, and Joe said yes. this. You know what? <laughs> this this is bullshit. This is bullshit. Of course, that's uh, yes. that's, break about. that's that's Flynn. You got the, es- you got the, you got the essence of it. <laughs> right. Uh, OK, so moving along, let's see. Uh, we had some Trump tweets over the past couple of days that uh, that pissed me off. Obviously, the fake news narrative is he, he mm-hmm. tweeted today. The fake news narrative is that there is chaos in the White House. Wrong! Wrong, he said. Wrong. Uh, People will always come and go, and I want strong dialogue before making a final decision. I still have some people that I want to change, always seeking perfection. There is no chaos, only great energy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, is that what they're calling it now? Yeah, and and, uh, always contradicting himself, Trump has also said that he loves chaos. Uh, and that turnover is good, yeah, uh, and and normal and yeah. healthy, uh, you know. So, but it doesn't happen. He right. doesn't. It 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 happens, and he loves it, but it doesn't happen. Yeah, you yeah. know. This is and you this you always get this from Trump. You get the you know, sort of he's just thinking out loud. Yeah, and obviously this is all part of what Trump does. Trump is a pitch yeah. man. What Trump does is he says that uh, Trump stakes are the world's greatest stakes, and I mean that in every <laughs> sense of the word. The, and and they're of course they're flat. Flattened hunks of shit that you buy at the Brookstone stores or at the Sharper Image is where he was selling them. No steak that you buy at the Sharper Image is going to be the greatest steaks, and he means that in every sense of the word. Not in a million years. So what he's doing with I all know, of Home the- Depot, Home Depot sells a pretty good hot dog. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Yeah, actually, you know what? You can go get a really good hot dog at Costco. Um, <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. true. So, but there's obviously chaos in the White House. There's obviously a serious problem. He's going to get to a point in the not too distant future where he's not going to be able to hire anyone to take any job inside the White. No one wants and to watch. He doesn't there. care. He doesn't care, Bob. You ask who the next communications director is going to be at the yeah. White House after going through four of them, I believe, uh-huh. or five if you if you count uh, spicy twice. Uh, but but. <laughs> You ask who the next one's going to be. It may as well be Trump. A lot of these positions are not being refilled, yeah. uh, and and the White House is getting emptier and emptier and emptier until it's just going to be down to Trump wandering the halls, talking to the paintings like Nixon. <laughs> uh, it's it, it really and 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 all the while you have Trump saying, "Oh, I can handle it. I I got yeah. this. Yeah, that's that's I make that decision anyway." Well, so we didn't really. We didn't really need that person. Well, didn't we hear that about the State Department? Like the, yes, one of the reasons yes. why he's not staffing some of these right. diplomatic missions and some of the yeah, some of the State Department staff, the high level State Department staff, is because he said, "Well, why do we need them? I can do all of that. I, you know, it's just about me making great deals with Ford." And he, of course, he doesn't know. And this is the long term repercussions, the long term fallout of this chaos is. 
I mean, it's 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 really something that you can't quite define yet because it is so we are so through the looking glass. We are so far mm-hmm. beyond any place we've ever been, certainly since the end of World War Two, where America became a, a superpower. Um, it, it's it's really difficult to grasp the long term blowback from all of this, but it is going to be bad. It, once Trump is dead and buried, we're still going to be experiencing yeah. the fallout from his presidency maybe 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 a little i hope that at least on many levels uh, we can all learn some lessons from this as as we did i think with watergate let me give you the context of 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 watergate and and for that matter the vietnam war okay one of the first stories i covered when i got into news was the end of the vietnam war and the shortly after that uh, then watergate these were the first, you know, that that was my indoctrination into broadcast news. Yeah, those were the first two stories I I handled and uh, and 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 studied and and was fascinated by. What was the context? What what was what was America like in those days? Well, up up until the Vietnam War, certainly there was a belief, there was this widespread faith in the American government that the American government could do no wrong and that anyone who would question the U.S. government must surely be a traitor, that patriots support their country, I guess, right or wrong. Uh, That all changed. Uh, America became disillusioned by the Vietnam War and even more disillusioned about government by Watergate and wised up and uh, got more careful and uh, paid more attention and uh, was uh, more uh, focused more on the details going forward uh, to getting it right. Uh, that's faded some in the time that's passed. Mm-hmm. I hope we recover. I hear a lot of discussion about exactly what you're talking about. Can we ever recover? Can things ever be a kind of normal again? I, I agree that nothing will be the same, but there is a widespread hope among people like you and I and former Attorney General Eric Holder, who expressed this well on Bill Maher yeah. this past week, we all have this hope that, yes, because of the institutions of government, because of the belief in, in, in those institutions by people like you and I and the people listening to this program, that we can get most of that back. Uh, I, I hope and I think we can get most of it back. Yeah. Uh, how much we, we lose in the process, there's bound to be a little, but that's, I guess, how society progresses uh but i but i hope it i hope we benefit from this i hope we ultimately learn from this mm-hmm. and and hopefully are as we have been after other crises better for it yeah you know one of my, one of my biggest concerns is that after watergate there was a demystifications of of the presidency where it yes. was no longer this sort of kingly office it it became Right. Kind of something that everyone regarded as 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 something anyone could do, it, you know. <laughs> if if a criminal like uh, Richard Nixon could do it, if and we got to this sort of behind the curtain look at the presidency that uh, unlike we had ever seen before, as I'm sure you remember covering Buzz, and that is happening again now. I think to a certain respect, uh, people like Ronald Reagan, people like Barack Obama, especially, were able to reinvigorate respect for the office of the presidency right. uh, worldwide. Uh, and certainly among a, a particular uh, cross section of the American people, the American voters. Right. But right. but Trump is destroying that, making it almost to the point where, and this is my concern, that that people are going to get the impression that literally anyone can run for president and do the job at least to a passable degree. If Trump can do it, 
good lord anyone can do it and that's well, not really the case at all it shouldn't all be media that all all media needs to be carrying the message that bill maher expressed in in his most recent show and as he said when he does comedy or when he addresses young people for any reason if there are young people in the audience he he will get their attention and say to them it's important that you know that things were not always like this yeah and because there are generations of people who became aware of the presidency of, of what that was all about while, say, Bush was president. And mm-hmm. so this is pretty new to them. They don't have a lot of historical context to know that this might not be normal. Yeah. This is not normal. And the message that we all need to keep pounding away at, and especially the mainstream media, is this is not normal. No, And that, that, is, that is going to be key to getting us back to some semblance of normal. Yeah, it, it's just it's so far from being normal. It's un, it's yeah. it's it's really difficult to under, underscore how abnormal it is because it just seems like once you wrap your head around one news story or one awful thing, twelve more things drop into your lap. So it's it's difficult it's, to dwell on any single thing as being indicative of being. Uh, abnormal for the presidency because it's just this constant stream of abnormal. It's it's like white noise. If you listen to white noise long enough, you kind of don't be. hear it. Yeah, you don't hear yeah, it anymore. To some degree, I think they, they depend on that. Alice in Wonderland is one of my favorite pieces of literature. Mm-hmm. It seems logical compared to what's happening in real life <laughs> yeah. here. Through the looking glass uh, takes on a whole new uh, definition now right. in, the, in the Trump president. For example, I mean, he tweeted this uh, the other day. Why did the Obama administration start an investigation into the Trump campaign with zero proof of wrongdoing long before the election in November? Wanted to discredit so Crooked H would win. Unprecedented, bigger than Watergate, plus Obama did nothing about Russian meddling. That tweet right there has the highest lies per 280 uh, uh, ratio that I have ever seen from Donald Trump. I think every word of that tweet is a lie to some degree. And uh, and again, people are looking at this and going, well, I guess it's true. I, I don't know. I mean, the president it's, said it. It's normal for Trump, yeah. but it's not normal. Not normal for any anything else. And just the damage, the damage, the damage, the damage. It's going to take a long time, I think. Some some we can fix. I, I think most we can fix. It might take some work, but I think America will be motivated for that change. All right. Buzz Burbank can be found at buzzburbank.com. Also uh, on Twitter at, at Michael J. Elston. Uh, Thursdays. Jody, Thursday, yes, that's right. Thursday, Buzz Burbank News and Comment. Catch it on uh, iTunes, also on SoundCloud and at realmnetwork.com. Uh, Jody Hamilton's at from-the-bunker.com. Jackie Schechner, investigaterussia.org. Go to that site because you, you need to to keep up. Uh, Stephanie Miller shows at stephaniemiller.com. David Ferguson at facebook.com slash compromatband. Or you can support Dave Ferguson's GoFundMe at, uh, let's see, gofundme.com slash David Ferguson Resistance. Easy to remember, gofundme.com slash David Ferguson Resistance. That is the show. I'm so happy to be back. We'll be back again, on, uh, back again on Thursday. Plus, the postmortem show is coming up next at our Patreon page. Go click the all caps Patreon link at bobseska.com. Subscribe right now. Go do it. We'll see you over there, folks. Bye bye. Wrong.